came pretty close to making it though. <laughs> I missed by like four inches. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, welcome back once more. Two guys, one blunt. Hello. Uh, episode twelve, and I, we're back. It's been a dozen. In cheaper by the dozen. L A H Q. Well, let's face it, we were cheap in episode one. <laughs> Still cheap in mm-hmm. episode 12. Yeah, this, yeah, cheaper by the dozen indeed. Speaking of which, you acquired some authenticated OG for yeah. very cheap recently. That was uh, some Josh D OG. AKA the real OG Kush story. Mm hmm. AKA, I mean, this jar says it. It just says straight up OG Kush, and it just has Josh D's name on it. Like, that's pretty, pretty cool. And it's clean green certified. Is it? Is it? I'm asking. Oh, I didn't think so. No. Okay. It's a indoor product, probably vertically integrated. You were saying, given the price point, most eights in LA these days that would have this kind of story behind them and are supposedly this legit of an OG would be you'd think in the $50 range before tax and yeah. this was 35 before tax so nice 35 with my discount <laughs> <laughs> hey shout out to the hookups always um interesting note I just checked this out the harvest date October 30th hmm which is a like an outdoor harvest date. Yes, yes. It Packaged is. on January 7th as well. And I must say, I love it. The flavor is fucking tight. Super earthy. Very musky. Mm-hmm. I had a really nice intimate moment with it last night. Hmm. I had a really nice chocolatey note to it. I mean, this is, the, this is what I love in that wedding cake. That limonene, pine, like... Lemony gas skunk. Interesting you say that. I was just looking at a wedding cake cross earlier. I was looking at the container of something that I had smoked recently, and it was a wedding cake cross, and I was... I don't know if I like wedding cake, or birthday cake, or all these other cake varietals that we're seeing. I'll have you try some of that Fade Co. wedding cake, because that's like the best wedding cake I've had. Yeah. It's it's so lemony. Yeah, it's like biting into some vanilla-y buttery cake with like a light hint of lemony brightness icing on it what are they normally crossed with because i feel like the that's how a lot of these strains that we're seeing now are producing the results that they do they're being crossed with the with good old school strains that are known to produce and yield well and they're just trying to get these turp profiles in there (laughs) while upping the yield I mean, it's Girl Scout cookies and cherry pie, so it's two... Cherry pie. Which is a pheno of Girl Scout cookies. Is it a pheno? I thought, I thought so. It, I thought it was part of what made cookies. Oh, there's cherry pie kush. I was thinking of cherry... Uh, oh, no, I thought cherry pie was also just a pheno. Yeah, the F1 Derb and... Let uh, us know if somebody actually out there has a uh, conclusive answer to this, because... It's a lot of this stuff is surrounded in, in myth and, you know, folklore. Yeah, I need the real OG Kush story. You yeah, hit us mean? up in the comments if you got the real OG Kush story, the real cookies story, 
And actually, is F1 Derb referring to Durban Poison? Please. It's a, it's, I saw, I heard it was a, genuine a Durban move. Cross. It's a Durban Cross, like a Chem Dog, Chem Sis, Sour Dog, something like that, crossed with Durban, the F1 generation of that. Okay. Then that sounds like something else, because Durban Poison is supposedly a South African land race sativa. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And Cherry Pie's parents are <clears throat> GDP and Durban Poison. Hmm. That's hot. GDP and Durban Poison. That's two opposite ends of the spectrum, terpene-wise. Mm-hmm. And, and effect-wise. Effect yeah. For dude. that, yeah. For that exact reason. I'm into it. Give me some more. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I want. A little hint of GDP and a little extra Durban Poison in my Girl yeah. Scout cookies. Are you kidding me? That's... I mean, I'll take the Durban Poison note for sure because that, that electricity will keep it from being sleepy and stony but man there's so many possibilities now um you're getting a little garden going of your own mm-hmm. so what you growing man i've got some i've got some strains i think i was explaining it in the last video the genetics behind that stuff but this time i've got a blackjack like two or three of those popping up which is dope. a blackjack seed. It was a bag seed found in blackjack, so it could be blackjack crossed with anything else, which is... And it's growing really fast, which makes me think that it's got that hybrid vigor, which is like, as soon as... For some reason, compared to clones and compared to inbreeding, when you breed two separate strains together, those seeds explode. Like, they grow like twice as fast. They yield humongously. Like, really? Even yeah. when they're vegging? Mm-hmm everything everything like it, it is just a much more vigorous plant interesting it's, it is super interesting hybrid vigor look it up folks if you don't believe me is that a real thing hybrid vigor hybrid vigor okay. yeah okay like they somehow cancel out their worst parts of each other and therefore <clears throat> excuse me just leave the you know the the key genetics to express themselves fully it yeah it must be just that like a lack of inbreeding all of a sudden like back to the roots of its natural just like and different different survival mechanisms all combined into one just like crazy robust plant and that's how it was meant to be you know it's not meant to be inbred like that it's going to become weaker over time and so naturally as soon as it's just like oh yeah natural fertilization let's go ah okay so it's something in like hidden within the plant genes that expresses itself more when crossed. I think so. Like, it's just hmm. the opposite of inbreeding. It makes sense. It would explain why there's way more... Uh, genetic diversity. Crossed genetic diversity in cannabis than there is, like, back-crossed genetic stability, let's say. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, maybe you can make a really robust retard, for lack of a better term. <laughs> you know? You can, uh, and that's how back-crossing. Yeah. It's cra- You, like... Inbreed it three, four times until something crazy happens, but it's usually pretty unstable and hard to grow. Mm. And then you'll cross that with something stable, like a big bud or a hash plant or something, or Girl Scout cookies, which isn't really stable, but you know something more mm. stable. And yeah. uh, and then you rebreed, you back cross it again until you like kind of eventually get a hybrid that's more stable. And that's how you get. But that's only if you're trying to sell seeds. The beauty of all of this is you don't have to stabilize anything if you can keep those clones alive. True. Like that pre-98 Bubba. Even then, though, just like you said, you're, you when you're continually back-crossing the same strain, you're 
losing um, stability, or you're you're increasing stability, but you're losing um, the ability for it to express itself. Um, and I think if you keep making clones of the same plant, you're taking like carbon copies of carbon copies. Eventually, mm-hmm. generations down the line, you're gonna have a pretty yeah the, flimsy. This pre ninety eight Bubba that I mentioned, um, <coughs> I saw it in two thousand and fifteen, sixteen, two thousand sixteen. I saw it, so yeah. it had been twenty seven years. Twenty seven years, pre ninety eight Bubba. No, 17 years. And it was a clone that was like six inches big. And I think I may have told this story before. It was like six inches big. And I thought it was like two, three weeks old. And I asked my buddy who had it. And he was like, no, that's three That's three months old. And so that's, that's the giveaway. Like that's a legit pre-98 bubble clone. That thing is growing so slow. Whoa. Because after 17 years of cloning and cloning, it grows slower. But like rest assured it won't yield anything but it'll taste it's the og kush you it'll know taste or it's the pre exactly like it was yeah it's that real bubba kush plants are very interesting so you got the blackjack cross blackjack crossed with question mark mm-hmm. blackjack um, crossed with question are we gonna mark? are we gonna show a little sneak peek of it on the on live maybe that like, sounds or that sounds like a great something idea. something like that after that sounds this like a great idea tune make in sure, folks make sure to uh, check the instagram for the the little project grow that would be shown off yeah that's why you want to follow us at two guys one blunt at two guys one blunt the number two the number one Mwah. instagram make sure to do that uh the other how many other plants do you have i think there's five other types okay um, so that's a legal legally accurate answer exactly yeah <laughs> five other types they're really i'm excited i think we'll save we'll save that for the video you guys all right you guys will have to tune in there okay so you got a little grow going on you got a few things they're all all sprouted successfully all germinated yeah all of them i did have a uh rocky road from connected Ooh. question mark rocky road cross with question mark that didn't pop it was pretty immature it was white to be honest oh, no tiger stripes no no not at all but i've i've bought some online that were white and they worked like green hmm. and white unprofessional but worked right but the, this one and it turned black when i put it in water so it turned brown and i was like okay like here we go but it didn't it didn't pop and then uh the lemon mk ones i'm having some issues with they're growing weird but those are also pretty inbred i'm pretty sure like i mentioned earlier it's a hermy yeah the lemon mk hermy didn't may have just fertilized itself so it's pretty they're just gonna be problematic <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pretty sensitive problem child mm-hmm. all right well um Growing at home, man. Something we encouraged on the previous episode, actually, when we did a little bit of impromptu consulting, would you call it? Garden consulting? Mm-hmm. Where uh, our first guest, uh, first of many, hopefully, Dr. Goldbagel, a.k.a. at Goldbagel on Instagram, requested some recommendations for best practices given his space and soil conditions uh and did you share some genetics with him yeah yeah yep i gave him yeah i gave him the uh all greens 
and the or the Al Green as I want to call it, Al and then Green. the Lemon MK. Let's stay together. Yeah. Um, yeah, home growing is something that we I think touched on, saying that it's probably needs to be incentivized a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we definitely encourage people. I mean to everything. Because once you grow weed, it's just like, well, why not grow everything else? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or if you already have a garden, why not grow cannabis too? But especially if you consume a lot of cannabis and you are frustrated with your access to or the prices being paid, mm-hmm. give growing a shot. Mm-hmm. It's uh, cheaper to set up than you think. And it's just a one-time cost once you set up. I mean, until you buy some new genetics or a few new bits and pieces for your grow or maybe upgrade your lights but to get started it's a one-time cost and it'll probably be the equivalent of buying maybe half a pound of weed something like that probably less than that i mean you could you could set up a really nice grow for that that kind of money yeah it's not i mean unfortunately i wish it could be i wish there was a sun grown option i wish it could just be as simple because um that little informational those little reference cards you showed me those were it was like high energy cost, you know, yeah. and just the unfortunate nature of keeping a plant inside when it can just so easily grow outside is just yeah. really. Yeah, if we had um, maybe maybe we can show some on the Instagram. There's a a set of reference cards from Goldleaf um, hey. and Haiku Design that uh, we were pouring over and looking at some of the different ways that it's breaking down the qualification of cannabis and it had everything from yeah it had every single type of way of growing including space buckets Mm -hmm. so it's even a special shout out to the really diy home growers which i realized i mean i i laughed at it when i saw it i'm just like that's such a stupid way to grow and then i realized that i utilized a really modified method of a space bucket it that's exactly what it was. It was two Rubbermaid tubs, one flipped over on top of the other, so it was like about three feet tall, maybe. Uh-huh. And I took two three-bulb light fixtures from Lowe's, six CFL bulbs. I, I got the right kind, the, like, daytime spectrum, blue, yeah. super blue spectrum, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And a computer fan on top, pulling air out, two holes drilled into the bottom, stapled a fucking... <clears throat> roadside emergency nice. blanket 100% mylar 99% reflective something like that um staple that to the inside poked my fingers for years on that shit and but man would veg the shit out of plants and clones just like that was the clone zone <laughs> clone zone that was the clone zone shout outs to the space buckets on the modified space buckets yeah it really i will say for sure that really was a great option and cfls and a computer fan that's nothing that's light efficient and for a home grower that's you could easily take something to flower with i can't say i did not do it you may want to change the spectrum of the cfl bulb at the very least for the flowering phase but i'd imagine you could get semi-decent results off of just six cfl bulbs and then switching they might be stringy buds but dude when you're growing in wisconsin during the winter or something that's that's about as fresh as you're gonna get allegedly yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) i don't i don't know where you guys live but yeah um yeah the the level of innovation required and the ingenuity is 
it's pretty cool. Um, I think there's a well, there's debatably a fine line in in the same modifications that you can make with the plan itself, right? So I was sort of saying earlier when you were talking about um, before we started when you were talking about the little sproutlings you got going, little seedlings coming along. Um, that at what point does something become hacking the plant's natural ability and at what point are you just manipulating it in the way a good horticulturist would mm-hmm. and so like i was saying well if you scrog or if you super crop a plant or you know do some crazy topping and bending <laughs> is that just good horticultural practice yeah. given the crop you're trying to grow or is that plant hacking because you're not just letting the plant just be and do its natural thing? Mm-hmm. I think, well, for those of you that don't know, scrogging is screen of green. It involves like yeah. pinching the tops of plants as soon as they grow past a certain point and you just essentially have them laying on a screen for maximum like green coverage. So essentially you look and it's just a sea of green, which is where it comes from. Right. Uh, but it's resting on a screen that holds it up and it's just a matrix of like strings that are holding these buds that are just way too fat for their stems because yeah. a giant trellis yeah yeah giant trellis that's a good way of putting it holding up uh, a series of frankenstein tops which actually now that we're mentioning it sounds a lot like a vineyard and a lot like what they do for grapes okay so there you go there's a comparison like is doing that is that the um winemaker That's hacking the grape pumping it up because in nature rarely would a plant get water every single day in perfect conditions and hmm. so like it's not really meant to be like to witness the full expression of the fruit it's meant to just barely get it through and the fruit's just there to serve as like a water source or something for the seed Right, or a carrier for the seed a lot of the time. Exactly, yeah, For something to yeah, be eaten yeah. and then to be shot out, and then that's that way that seed gets fertilized uh-huh. and so on, or, or is provided with fertilizer to grow, I should say. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like learning what the fruit needs and the fruit being the end all of the product where you don't even focus so much on the ve- vegetative growth only to like barely support the fruit. Yeah. Cause like it's not like we're using grape leaves on a daily basis on the level that we are grapes true and same with cannabis it's not like we're using the hemp stalks in the indoor grow like we are the flowers yeah at least you'd hope so some of these companies you may want <laughs> it's 30 percent of our pre-rolls but <laughs> yeah well <laughs> apparently that's one of the few things that got better about pre-rolls was the whole idea that trim and shake and whatever wasn't allowed in Damn. pre-rolls since the new uh, since new licensing of July 1st last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so at what point would you say that the plant hacking becomes or that horticultural practice becomes plant hacking? What, do you, what would you need to start doing? I would say, ooh, that is, <laughs> I would say that is more along the lines of, like, genetically modifying. Right. I, that's hacking, where you're, like, straight up doing some wacky shit. Adding PGRs. 
PGRs, PGRs are pretty crazy, but again, it's like con- a concentrated form of what we know the plant utilizes. Hmm. But when you like insert DNA into the genome of another thing, Ooh. that's another level of hacking that doesn't require, you know, it's that's different. That's changing the way that a lot of things operate that we take for granted. Yeah, you're straight up altering the genetic code. You're hacking the genetic code. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we should get some more insight into this with a couple of those projects that are happening. I think one of them is Phylos. Yeah, is doing I love that concept. Cannabis genome mapping. Uh, and I'm sure that we're just going to find out that everything is, well, you said everything it could just contribute trace back to two strains. What did you say? <laughs> Skunk and haze. Skunk and haze. There you go. OG Kush is got which of those skunk in it og kush is i mean hey dog is a chem dog thing yeah. OG kush is a chem dog thing it's a chem dog seed which chem dog i think comes i mean everything goes back to skunk and haze chem dog might be that rare yeah know, so skunk unknown. number one is attributed to skunk man sam who is a famous breeder in the late 80s i believe right mm-hmm and then Hayes, are we talking about like the Amsterdam genetics? Yeah. yeah. Neville. Neville's Hayes. Um, uh, who passed away recently, actually. Um, and, you know, thankfully there was people out there like the Strain Hunters as well. Uh, Aryan and Franco, who I believe passed away a couple of years ago from mm-hmm. malaria when they were strain hunting. Wow. But they've been out there trying to find all of these. And if the genome mapping projects can get their hands on their database they might be able to get to drawing some correlations a lot quicker than Mm -hmm. if they just try and figure it out from companies over here in california volunteering because i don't think too many of them will just be forthright about it and be like yeah sure just test all our stuff and tell us exactly what exactly well how are they working this out too i mean where um they're they're gonna have to look at all of the gene chains that you have right like the 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 plants have double helixes too in dna in their dna that's a good question well they they'll have genetic information that can be interpreted in a similar way right so they'll they'll need to look for all the chains of data and see if they all match up and then that's how they're going to tell us whether it's the same strain or not Yes. And then you're going to find out that 68% of flour sold in California in the last two years has OG in it <laughs> because everything is made a little bit sturdier and sweeter and sweeter with some OG crosses. And uh, apparently ChemDog is a Thai land race. That's the rumor from Leafly. Uh, some people say it was bred with skunk. <laughs> Chemdog91. There you go. Chemdog. And that's already a pretty legacy type strain. Indeed. Um, all the cushes, you know, the pure cushes, the pre 98 Bubba cushes, Romulans, things like that. I think that's what we're going to start seeing in everything. We're going to be able to trace back all of these new hybrids and crosses that are all sexy and have catchy names to maybe like 10 or 12 key parents what do you think what would you what would you have to if you had to guess like 2018 2019 2020 k 
cannabis market in California. And let's say we could suddenly have the genetic information of all of those. What 10 strains do you think would pop up the most? OG Kush. For sure. Girl Scout Cookies. Absolutely. Blue Dream. Ugh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Jack Career. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say White Widow, but that's not true. Ooh, um, I mean... Purple Urkel. Yeah, or Granddaddy Purple. Because mm-hmm, that's right. that's where it came from, I think. I think. Which one? Purple Urkel. Or GDP came from Purple Urkel, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, so Purple Urkel is further back. Yeah. It's a pretty sexy strain from what I've been reading. All the good purple strains come from Purple Urkel, it seems like. Um, There's a lot of clamor for purple strains. Mm-hmm. So not, maybe not as much now, but like it's for a while it was a real thing. Purple weed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it still is, dude. Yeah. It still is. Like Purple Punch came out and was just crazy. <coughs> it looks like nothing else. It looks really good. But we've been we've had this discussion before mm-hmm. about how it just doesn't really slap like <laughs> it needs to. Yeah, I want it to be juicy. Give me some purple glue. Yeah. yeah gorilla punch. Oh, give me some gorilla punch. A nice gorilla glue right about now or a nice sour diesel. I'm missing those flavors Ooh, on the West Coast. Give me a blueberry gorilla punch. That's blueberry what I want right now. Punch. Blueberry. So what is that going to be? A blue, like a blueberry DJ blueberry. blueberry. Mhm, mhm. DJ Shorts blueberry. Sorry, DJ blueberry. DJ Shorts blueberry. <laughs> uh, crossed GG4. with. GG four. Gorilla glue four and crossed with. Purple punch. Really. As what would you want from the purple punch out of those? The trikes. Uh, that just look, the dude. Appeal. That yeah, because well, if you get the blueberry, and the the green. From the blueberry and the GG4, and then those hints of red and purple from a good purple punch, like would really sell yeah, that it does blueberry have too. it does have a good like red orangey hair to it, as well as having a good trichome it's, coating. It's pretty hot, and I think that combined hot. with the stickiness of the GG4 would really do. <sighs> I really love the turp profile of a GG4 too, though. That's Me the too. thing. That's... I like that the fact that it smells like glue. Mm-hmm. It's weird pine like ultra ultra lemon pine yeah but really like glue as well Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't know what terps i would associate with glue but it definitely has that like turpine like turpine yeah Yeah. exactly turpins like plant resin (laughs) t-u-r-p-i-n's um well how many was that seven Seven, maybe. Oh, Tangy. I say Tangy's made mm. its way at this point with all the forbidden fruit and the orange cookies and the clementines. Mosa. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's what it is. I was saying it was Blue Dream the other day. It's Tangy. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Well, they might need to make a movie about all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Green Crack? Uh yes, there is different cuts of green crack though, right? Like, have you had the one that tastes straight up like mango ice cream? No. Oh, so good, and really not that uh racy. <laughs> the buds were bigger too. I feel like your the really racy green crack has the airiness of a a more typical sativa mm-hmm. to the bud. I thought of a good selling line for the green fire. Ooh, it's like green crack without the crack. Yeah. 
Because like, Green Crack was always like a strange name that made you go, really? Do, mm -hmm. we, do we have to do that? Mm -hmm. And then you can just say Green Fire, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'll try some of that Green Fire. I'll be like a dragon. <laughs> um, and that's not a uh, Game of Thrones reference. Ooh, speaking of Game of Thrones, everyone dies. Sorry, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Season 8 just started and everybody dies. Yeah. I thought the whole appeal of the show was that they constantly kill off characters that are of, uh, that seem to be important. And then they're just like, nope, sorry, he's dying now. Or she's dying now. Yep. Yeah. yeah I'm glad weed strains aren't like that, but I would like to see some White Widow. Just saying. Ooh. Just saying. Just White, White Widow. Widow. Northern Lights. Northern Lights, I believe. Dutch like, Treat. Yeah. Dutch Treat. You've been looking for that one for a while. I mean, I've been looking for a few things that I don't see, like the GG4, like Dutch Treat, like Sour Diesel. I got a Henry's Northern Lights in there, a joint. Ooh. I got a GG4. That lemon cake was very intriguing. Yeah, that's hot. Mm. You want to smoke some of that? We should probably try some of that. Uh, we also have some cookies right here with a little Sour Diesel hayish oh, in it. Um Oh, that cream of the crop, right? Cream of the crop. Shout out cream of the crop gardens. Mm -hmm. Constantly producing fire. That stuff is good. So yeah, this is the cream of the crop cookies is interesting because on the side, it says grown from clone and the clone is bred by cookie fam. So you can be certain that this cookies is the cookies. The cookies. The Girl Scout cookies that I believe they've just renamed cookies for branding purposes and yeah, copyright. Just in the trademarks. same way that Gorilla Glue is now GG4. GG4. And GSC um, or cookies. If you're a member of the Cookie Fam, just dope. Congratulations. You deserve it. You you were in that name. Did you say earned or ruined? Both. I did say earned. <laughs> But I thought I heard a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, they're close. There's, I mean, they've got that. I think, honestly, these growers have just been doing it for themselves the whole time. I don't see why they would give a fuck about what happens on the bottom end. Let somebody else pay you to take care of that shit, and you just keep doing your own amazing projects that you love. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be what some people are doing yeah and then you get somebody like burner to just fucking blast it which is dope see that's that's what you need you do your you do your badass project and then you get somebody like burner who's in love with it who's willing to like <coughs> take it upon himself to just be like poof, poof, like yo guys like, yeah to really promote it as yeah. much as is possible in that sphere i love it i'm i'm totally into it uh, I feel like he's pretty genuine about the things he chooses to promote. Though. I'm sure he gets asked to promote a lot more than he does. Mm -hmm. That I wouldn't know. But I will say the cookies' genetics are pretty solid. I was checking out... Do you think as a result of constantly uh, back-crossing the same things, or do you think as a result of crossing carefully the right things together? How do you think they got to be this good? I think both. I think, I mean, the fact that, you know, the gelato it is gelato 42 and 33, you know, I, that they 41. pop 100 seeds at a time. Yeah, yeah, 41. 
45 47 I believe these are all different 69 hey hashtag gelato 69 shout outs if you uh, <laughs> follow wink wink nudge 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 so yeah um, that's just a little window into their methods like clearly there's a hundred seeds involved it seems like which yeah. is that's just for one cross yeah careful phenon mm-hmm. seems to be a key part of the process uh, I've heard equal parts for and against uh, an intense pheno hunt. How do you feel about it? Oh, whoa. Why Why not? <laughs> right? That's my, that's my feeling. Yeah, that's my feeling is uh, fucking go for it. Just keep honing in and honing in. Like, Yeah, keep finding the best You can stabilize later. <laughs> you can stabilize later. Yeah, just... and also you can, that way you can find maybe your three best cuts of mm-hmm. a particular thing and they all have a, a different expression to them but they all are very, very promising exactly promising is a good word you know that's probably a good a good point at which to start stabilizing Mm -hmm. but find the ones worth stabilizing that's my feeling that's the thing i got lucky my friend gave me a bag seed of purple that has never been stable it's hermied like every single time i have to cut it early so it doesn't hurt me but it smells like you've never jelly you've never grown it and then cloned it and grown like 20 of those no, that's At what I did. That's, oh, really? the, that's how I kept it. I, really? It was one seed. Okay. And so I kept kept it, or popped it, grew it, cloned it, and then just kept cloning it for a while. And then eventually, when I had to move here, I was just like, all right, I have to like make seeds out of this like on itself, you know? Mm. And so I, I have some Hermid purple seeds that were already a Hermid strain that... But it's like grape jelly. Mm-hmm. I never got it to come through in the cure because of humidity, climate control issues, but grape jelly, grape jelly, man, it was fucking amazing. I made uh, some hash oil with it and accidentally uh, I free- pre-froze the buds, which I didn't know was a bad thing. And so this the purple juice from the bud ended up getting into the hash oil I was making and I made a purple dab. I made like a whole batch of purple dabs. Purple dabs. It was beautiful. It was a mistake. And then I saw uh, not too long ago that it was actually, uh, that it's starting to trend. It's starting to become a thing. Purple dabs. Really? Mm-hmm. What is, uh, what, what is the purple? The, I think, anthocyanins? Anthocyanins. Okay. Yeah. yeah look, the same shit that's in blueberries and mm-hmm. red grapes and whatnot. Exactly. So beautiful. beautiful. So, so beautiful. It is. Purple dabs. Ay, 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 los dabs. Mm-hmm. I gotta get back on the wagon at some point. Be, being careful. Yeah, once I'm waiting on the Puffco price to drop to about 120 bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. those peaks need to come down in price a little. I hear they're not as, uh, as great as a $400 price tag <laughs> would demand. I have seen a Instagram handle Puffco lawsuit. Oh man, that's not good. He's trying to do a class action. I like lawsuit. their products. Don't get me wrong. I've used the Pro. I've used the Puffco Two, um, and was pretty happy with both of those. Ooh, uh, Puffco Two. The Puffco 
Pro Two. I forget. Which oh, one of their pens. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. they're like both a pen. Peak Two. No, 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 no. Like, they're Whoa. both pen forms. These these are not uh, like a standing desktop device like the Peak is. Although I guess the Peak is really pretty portable when it mm-hmm. comes down to oh, it. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I I think the Peak is a beautiful design and. It's a like, feat of engineering, but mm-hmm. it's very expensive for somebody who doesn't, um, I don't know, yeah. doesn't earn enough <laughs> to exactly. be spending 400 bucks on a on a vaporizing device. Otherwise, I guess I would have bought a Volcano now by two, mm-hmm. uh, by now too, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, you should buy. You should buy two now. I should buy two now. Buy two volcanoes now. Stores and Bickles, send us two volcanoes yeah. now, please. We'll review them. Yeah, thoroughly. Yeah, like for years. Yeah. Stores and Bickles. We will. <laughs> we'll get. We'll feed back to you over time. Forty percent of our podcast is just gonna be like. <sighs> no, not even. It's so quiet. You know, you just got the crinkle of the turkey. That's bag. what I was trying to imitate. Was oh, the really? <laughs> I the, feel like that's way more like the bag. traveling through a galaxy like the sound you were just doing. Oh just yeah, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll insert a going through a wormhole bag crinkling sound. <laughs> bag crinkling sound here. Um, yeah, genetic folklore. Who knows what we'll find? Ooh yeah, I, like, are we gonna see a, a like Narcos Mexico kind of touched on this with? I believe there's like a whole segment that looks at this specific type of weed that they were able to grow in the desert environment. I right? heard about that. Yeah. What the fuck is that all so about? So are we going to start seeing more like films doing this? Is Hollywood going to like embrace? I fucking hope so. I want some true life reenacted stories of like the real OG Kush story featuring oh, the folklore of it. Uh-huh. Like, okay, here, here's, okay. I met the guy from, um, fucking what is that gold crown royal royal caviar gold oh okay caviar gold met the dude from caviar gold it's like another version of moon rocks but there's this called caviar gold Mm -hmm. they also have caviar silver (laughs) do they really think the gold looks dodgy oh my god yeah so this guy is a character absolutely and he um He's telling me this the whole history of this shit, and it's like fucking wild. This guy, some dude tried to do like a hostile takeover of the company, and was like, took his website, and was just like, "Fuck you, I got your website, dude." And you're like, "This is a movie, right?" Yeah, now. and he's just like, "No, wait until you see the movie." I was like, uh, "Are you kidding me?" And he's like, "Yeah, there'll be a movie coming out." So like, Damn. there's gonna be a movie about the story of Caviar Gold, featuring Matt Damon. No, <laughs> Matt I just, Damon. I just, I just made that last part up. But I feel like Matt Damon would play this guy really well. Okay. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah, this guy's like a really tall, buff Matt Damon. (laughs) There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those in these origin stories, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because of the outlaw nature of it. You know who would make. If if, um, the dude from Whiplash put on 40 pounds of muscle. That's a, who you were and talking a flat to. Flat Bill Cap. Yeah, that's who I was talking flat to. Flat Bill Cap. Man. Mm-hmm. So yeah. many characters in this industry. I don't like the 45 year old men that do the Flat Bill Caps. I think it's a silly look. I mean, it's got to be some kind of crisis they're going through. <laughs> you know, they're 45. Yeah. That's probably an age you don't know what you are. 
that's at that true. point, you're like 45, that's... what the fuck? Am yeah. I, I'm not old, but I'm kind of old, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Ball's starting to droop a little bit. I can't wait. The butthole's starting to <laughs> loosen up. Loosen. Oh, no. It's time for the prostate exams. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, on a regular basis. Not even like the uh, every 10 years one that mm-hmm. you're supposed to have. Uh, folklore stories and origin stories and strain origin stories and interesting beefs. There must be a ton of yeah, I wanna know. starter I wanna know. material that Ooh. could be used. Sherbinsky cookie connected. Tell me what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 find out. I want to know the story. I want to be there. I want to be there at that Grateful Dead concert where Chem Dog sold that ounce to fucking the dude that took it and had the four seeds in it that became OG Kush. Right. Because apparently Chem Dog isn't a strain. It's a fucking dude. This guy's name is Chem Dog. Uh, so he was growing something was... that could be northern lights could be a pheno of northern lights or some shit and he could just have been a popular strain of the times Uh uh-huh exactly that that would have been about right for the early 90s Mm -hmm. white widow northern exactly you get some shit from a dude oh yeah this is from chem dog ak-47 yeah dude give me some ak-47 but and it's also rumored to be a thai land race as well so that's the thing. Before all that, you just have your land race strains named after their relative geography. That's what Strain Hunters was kind of showing. They were, I mean, they made them to be pr- pretty cinematic, those episodes on YouTube. Yeah. You've seen the ones, right? Yeah. They should just do that again. Fuck it. Make yeah. it into a... Well, I'm surprised nobody took up the mantle. I'm surprised Vice, because Vice did a special on them, on Strain Hunters, right? There was like Whoa. a Vice episode that was them being with Strain Hunters, but... After it stopped being a thing, you would have thought by now some other media company or some other cannabis-specific media company would have taken it over. Mm-hmm. Or that there would be enough interest from people who have breeding companies of their own. That's the thing. There are not that many breeders. Hmm. There's a few like key ones, though, like really Canarado... Uh, mean Gene from okay, Mendocino. There's people who are, who I can see, based on their, on who follows them on Instagram. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can see where they lie on the totem pole. And that also. And just, those stories I would like to hear too. To check my privilege too, I just realized like, here we are, like one and a half years of being legal, and I'm like, huh, there really aren't that many publicly knowledgeable <laughs> growers that have been growing cannabis for years and years and years and years. Right. So I realized, like... I wonder why. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to the fucking new genetics that are now free to come out into the world. Like, imagine that. Like, strains that have been lurking in the deepest, darkest corners of our country and other countries, like, now free to be put against the best see if it see if grandpa's kush is really better than anything else you've ever smoked grandpa's og grandpa's og that granddaddy granddaddy og grandpa's gas boy oh man that sounds uh grandpa breath to it grandpa grandpa breath dude That grandpa breath will fucking straight up kill you. Knock out. <laughs> toothless. Just leave you toothless. 
Larry OG cross with Grandpa's breath. Oh man, Larry OG is a good OG though. That's a a cut of OG that I've smoked I think a couple of times. Mm-hmm. That's really one of the seeds that was given to Larry. Quite pungent and punchy, both. At the I same love time. it. I love how there's little variations in that, and we got the. What, what do you know about Tahoe? What do you know about Tahoe OG? Same thing. Just a cut that went to Tahoe. Hmm. People didn't really get that imaginative with the names, but perhaps at the same time it's a good thing because you can trace it's, them back to their origin stories a little yeah, quicker. Yeah, and it's more like that land race thing. It's it's almost like a return to the roots in that folkloric way. Like even only 20, 30 years later, we're looking at like it's just fucking geographical, geographical phenotypes. Like the... Bay Area could right. So, do you buy that story that because California is at a similar latitude to the Hindu Kush mountains, that that's why they're able to reproduce those results with those plant types? That sounds in tight. this climate. That sounds tight as fuck. But I've also heard the exact opposite. That hmm. they're literally just like, there's nothing different. There's literally nothing different about the sun or the soil here. Like, it's just normal shit. Yeah. But then again, you look at, like... Wait, s- you mean nothing nothing outstanding or, like, unique about it? I don't think so. Okay. No, no, I just meant that they were on supposedly the same latitude, so perhaps there's the same... Dude. Uh, I think... Results. If I were to grow some weed... But that discounts the soils and all that other shit. That's why I would go to the Midwest, man. I would grow some weed in Kansas, like straight up. Nebraska, Iowa. Uh Dude, everything dies every single year and re-fertilizes the soil. It's covered in snow and it just is composting underneath the soil every single winter. Like, if you've ever seen a field of anything out there, it's just like crazy how lush all that shit is. Full health and yeah. so if you get like slightly Blooming. north where the max temp in the summer is like 85 90 degrees and then a nice cool fall <coughs> i imagine oh my gosh you could just have fields of really choice shit happening just because that's that's there's no trees there's no shade it's just pure sun and soil and it rains fucking four times a week it's it's wow wild dude it's free irrigation yeah I mean, that's what that's what the country was. It used to produce massive amounts of hemp in Kansas and Missouri. <laughs> like, that was that was it. It's the fertile Midwest. The hemp great, Central. The Great Plains. Yeah. Well, and now perhaps that boon will return. You know, maybe there'll be powerhouses of hemp once more now that it's... Medical Missouri, Colorado's already doing it. Federally legal, yeah. There's a lot of... Colorado's Fertile land a lot in Colorado, too, east of the mountains. Oregon, I believe, is producing Ooh. a lot of hemp. Yeah. Canada, killing it right now. Those yeah. Motherfuckers. Although their legal rollout, unsurprisingly, not going so well. Yeah. Hey, federal, though, they tried. I mean, props to them, yeah, for rolling it out on a full scale Which, across the speaking country. Of, speaking of... Uh, weed laws and federal legality I I had this idea that I wanted to talk to you about what if you bought a boat and 
took it out on the ocean and just grew a bunch of weed on the boat mm-hmm. and then came back and sold it as seaweed. <laughs> uh, you need a license to do that, sir. I know, but like, what? how can you get that license? Because on the water, are you exempt or are you now subject to federal or like so, maritime law? Right. Is it like maritime law while you're cultivating and then as soon as you return to shore, you're now subject to the laws of that land? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure like pirates can't just get away with crime somewhere and be like, no, 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 maritime law. You know, exactly. Well, so, no, I think maritime law is a separate set of rules. That's right. the thing. But so if as soon as you're on land selling your flower, wherever you grew your seaweed, your <laughs> <laughs> coral reefer, your oh my god, <laughs> uh, that underwater dank, uh, wherever you're slinging it, you're now subject to the penalties inherent in that turf so my my thought was because in in kansas and missouri there's a river that separates the two and when you gamble you go to a place called the boats and that's Mm. because they have the casinos on it's a boat Mm -hmm. on the river right because you're not allowed to have (laughs) casino casino on on the land and so the yeah it resides in the gray area the literal river in between two states and so I was thinking, like, the same shit could apply if you just, like, grow your weed on a boat, then it doesn't fucking matter what's happening. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. For the law. And uh, I was telling this to a friend, and they were like, well, that'd be perfect if you could just, like, design a filtration system for, like, getting the water out of the ocean to water your plants. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that we've been working on that for like for human <laughs> existence yeah for the sustenance like of humanity's problem and, but honestly like somebody trying to do it for weed would inadvertently come up with it and not realize you know like i right. come up with a happy invention and be like and it waters from the ocean and everybody's just like wait wait what uh, did, say that one more did, time yeah uh, just simple desalination filter. hey man fuck your seaweed <laughs> you just saved us this is a trillion dollar idea yeah. sir like do you have any idea uh put seaweed guys so do you want to buy some <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to see the movie for it yeah exactly uh, that's a good movie the guy that saves the world how seaweed saved the world how seaweed saved the world and not in the way you think yeah, and it's not SeaWorld, folks. Right. Seaweed. Yeah, SeaWorld is... That'd be the, that's the title of the movie, Seaweed. <laughs> seaweed. S-E-E? No, Sea Seaweed. Sea Go Seaweed. Go Seaweed. That's the trailer. That's sea the, the poster. That's the tagline. Sea Seaweed. <laughs> oh, wow. Brainstormed for a whole 30 seconds. That's good. Um, See, who needs cocaine when you have marijuana? Like Right, and speaking of having marijuana and celebrating marijuana and the beautiful cannabis plant the hemp the ganja whatever you want to call it whichever name you choose to give to this rose we're coming to that once magical time i'm inclined to say because we now both work in cannabis and 420 is not the same celebration when you work in cannabis as it is when you're just a young whippersnapper 420 man. indulging what did what did 420 mean to you when you were 
like when did it when did you first when did it mean something yeah um probably when i was around 20 yeah 19 or 20 um in the uk and it became something of note not on a daily basis but just for the just for the 20th of April. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The thing is, you ha- it, it doesn't catch on in the same way when it's a date thing, because as <laughs> exactly. you know, like we have the dates the opposite way around That's in Europe. so funny. So, 24, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait, there aren't no 20 months. What are you talking about? <laughs> 420, dude. Yeah. 420, bruh. <laughs> but now, hey, they're having a big freaking cleanup in Hyde Park on 420 this year. That's the theme for it. That's amazing because it's right on Earth Day too. It's like right around Earth Day. That's true, yeah. which is beautiful. Of yeah. course, of course, four and World Peace Day is near there too. Of course, same week. Fucking would, good week. Why, why would it not be a good vibes week coming up? <laughs> yeah. A nice po- big ball of positive energy, hopefully. But working on four twenty uh, is another means, great ball means of positive energy. We don't get to enjoy it. Um, so that's what we'll be doing, folks. It's almost like volunteer work, but we're getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah. It feels so like it's nothing like <laughs> volunteering. It's like volunteering. It's like charity work, but you're getting paid. Yeah. You know, you're giving and all these people crazy weed discounts and hookups all day long. And yep. they're just losing their mind over it. And they're so excited. They're just so happy. Yeah. They're so excited to, to be able to spend their money and get more than they normally would. Mm-hmm. And probably will have many conversations with many people who will be way too high way early in the day way too early in the day see at this point with recreational being a thing like would it be worth it to dispensary hop Mm, if you haven't been a first-time patient at some of these and you know that they have a first-time patient deal then yeah i feel like that you would but in most cases i would say find your nearest dispensary that's having a deal uh-huh. and just fucking go there and try and make sure that's not med men yeah wait in line i wonder what those med men specials are going to be like though they'll and suck is compared. 420 going to celebrate or is med men going to celebrate 420 yeah i feel like out of i just that's the vibe i get from med men is like they wouldn't even celebrate it they like would like purposely like not to like try to like separate themselves turn from their nose up at it mm. motherfuckers we're gonna have our own med men yeah we're gonna have our 520 own, we're gonna have our own 420 party and med men's not invited <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> they were having a mixer for people like a networking event in uh the victorian mm. in santa monica a few maybe last month i believe actually yeah i've heard men men has a lot of money yeah they're losing a lot of money too yeah i heard they lost a lot of money but they have a lot of money to lose folks let's make sure that you support your local mom and pop dispensary on 420 because med men having a lot of money to lose doesn't mean that they should stand to gain because right now they're sitting on a lot of inventory that you don't have access to unless you're willing to pay the most, the highest margin, I would say, in a lot of cases. So on 420, find your local mom and pop dispensary that has a deal or multiple deals and support them. Go make your purchases there. Have a good time. Mm. Be safe. 
take an Uber. Don't smoke and drive. Um, Definitely. Think yeah. of us. We'll be working. Uh, probably for 12 or more hours. Yeehaw. On our feet. Talking it's, to people it's all green, day. It's Green Saturday. It's Green Saturday. And it's our Black Friday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be... It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be intense. It's all, It always is. Well, I remember one 420, I made a six-foot bag out of my volcano vaporizer. Wow. It was beautiful. We got two bags in, and we all fell asleep. It was so intense. Wow. <laughs> it was so intense. And I made weed cake because I was using a vaporizer. I Jeez, saved you had all the ABV. I had all the ABV. Very nice. Wow. <laughs> Already been vaped. <laughs> and made cake out of that. Dude, it was a. That was one of the first four. That's a day over, right there. That's exactly your whole day is finished. That was the first four twenty that we really I had because of me, and my obsession with weed at the point. I I think I was like nineteen. I had already had a volcano. I already knew how to make edibles. So we just had, but it was like relatively cheap. We just split a. Oh my gosh! I split a quarter or an ounce of weed that I had mailed from Canada. Whoa. Some cheese that uh, my friend's cousin had got from Canada. Whoa. And she mailed me, uh, maybe it was just a quarter, but it was some two containers of stinky fucking Canadian little beaster buds. Damn. Yeah, from Edmonton. <laughs> and uh, Shout out to beasters. Just wanted an ounce the next time. It never came. I got a letter from customs. Uh, that one got seized. But got it the first time. It's fucking tight. Yeah. So tight. Uh, and yeah, that was very intense. Like that, that 420 was the first 420 that we had all the resources in the world and took it all and just ended up all falling asleep very early because we had never been that high and the edible high is different too, you know, as we know, and that's what'll happen folks. Take it easy. Pace yourselves. If you want to enjoy the whole day, make sure that you're awake to be able to enjoy the whole day. Yep. That's probably the best advice we can give. Stay hydrated. And you always want to save keef and shit. And it's like, you can't fucking smoke six bowls of keef. You can't smoke a fucking keef joint on 420, you no. psychopath. No. no. You will be so high, you will fall asleep within five minutes. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, that's like essentially taking a gram dab. That's like yeah. pretty... Well, Actually, no. Gram dabs are. I mean, you see people just clean level. those fucking things like there's nothing. I'm Let's sure they're that. wasting a lot. We'll smoke a Keef joint, all right? We'll smoke a Keef joint. I've got. On Instagram really... Live? Yeah, yeah. We'll re- face reveal. We'll, no, no, we'll just have our hands going back oh, and forth. Nice, okay. Yeah. Or ski, we can smoke through ski masks. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know if you want to see ski masks or hands. Uh, we'll put a poll out and you can vote for uh, what you want to see. That sounds hot. <laughs> All right, 420 coming up. We will be busy and then we will be back and we will see you all or hear you all or speak to you all very soon. Yeah. Stay safe at Two Guys One Blunt Instagram, Two Guys One Blunt on SoundCloud.com. Let us know if you have any special requests, if you have any friends or family members that you want on the show. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. let us know. We have an arduous uh, vetting process, but let us know if you'd like to be subjected to it. Yeah. We love you. And we'll be back very soon. 
Doctor, 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 doctor. doctor.